Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. The 49ers made the mother freaking playoffs, man. I'm still in disbelief that we even beat the Rams. I, I, I still can't shake that feeling. Uh, it's been such a fun week, man. It's been such a fun week going over the highlights, uh, you know, clicking on every single tweet you see with stats <laughs> on there, listening to uh, the different media folks uh, on sports that we never even listened to just to see what their <laughs> opinion are. We're traveling to Dallas, to Jerry World, to take on the hated Cowboys. It couldn't be a better matchup for the Niners, in my opinion. And, I mean... Damn, it's just so exciting. It, it feels, the thing to me is that it feels like it's been such a long time since we've been in the playoffs, but it, we really only missed 2020, right? In 2019, playoff Super Bowl, then 2020 was such a bad year that it feels like a decade <laughs> passed in between. Yeah, I think that's probably why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, just as a Niners fan, we have so many seasons where we didn't make the playoffs, especially in the 2000s. I mean, it just, it feels so nice to make it. I mean, you just kind of cherish it every time. It's, it's, man, it's, it's nice. It's a beautiful feeling. So welcome to another 49ers Triumvirate podcast. I'm Pablo, and as you heard of my two brothers, Tony and Carlos, we're going to get into this Cowboy wildcard matchup. And we'll start off by going over a little bit of the history. Um, some of our listeners might be uh, too young to understand the rivalry between the 49ers and Cowboys going back to the, I would say, early 90s. Yep. And he, even myself, uh, the older of the brothers here, and Carlos, uh, the middle brother, we started watching around 97, 98. So we still kind of caught the tail end of it there. But this was a time when um, salary cap was not really an issue. So it'd be the, the teams that were able to spend the most uh, money. Even uh, a few players swapped back and forth between the Cowboys and Niners. Uh, Deion Sanders was one of them. Charles and Haley. Uh, Charles Haley. Uh, and back then in the early 90s or mid-90s, um, whoever won the NFC Championship game between the Cowboys and Niners would usually end up uh, going on to win the Super Bowl. So what I got here from uh, doing some uh, Google research, the 49ers and Cowboys have met a total of 37 times. Unfortunately, the Cowboys do lead the series 19 and 17 with one tie. Um, in the postseason... The Cowboys also lead the series five and two. The last time we played the Cowboys, um, the last actually the last three times we've lost to them in 2020, the score was 41 to 33. Uh, I, I'm not even sure who our quarterback was, and it must have been Mullins or C.J. Beathard. In 2017, we got spanked 40 to 10. Uh, that must have been uh, Hoy, uh, probably Hoyer as Hoyer. a quarterback. Yeah, in 2017. Hoyer Beathard. And then 2016, uh, 24 to 17. So I don't even remember some of these games. I don't remember. I don't remember any of them. Any of them. <laughs> Jesus. Like the 2020, that was last year. I don't remember. I know. Yeah, I, I didn't even know we played them last year. I'm telling wow. you that it feels like a decade passed um, since then. So it almost feels like we need to double check that one, Tony. Maybe double check. But uh, yeah. that's where I looked it up was, was wrong. But... We're going to 2020 yeah. season. I was, I mean, I just, I want to forget everything about that season, but. And, and part, yeah, of, part we, of, we, we, yeah, did, we did, right? Yeah. yeah. 41, 33. I think it was December too. We should have, re- we should remember, but. Yeah. December, yeah, December 20th. 20th. Mullins, Mullins played and then 
Bethard came in at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was a yeah. disaster. I mean, the other thing, too, is so the, the Cowboy 49ers rivalry, 90s, mid 90s, it hasn't really been a rivalry since. No. Um, like we were talking about right before we started recording this, uh, you know, the, the biggest uh, rivalry that or the team that we dislike the most is Seattle by far. Oh, um, yeah. I hate Seattle. Not, nonetheless, there are a lot of Cowboy fans uh, in the area and growing up from where we were from. So so we mm-hmm. do have a, quite a bit of a dislike uh, towards them. Yeah. But I mean, I think just the way we we dislike Seattle very much, I think that's how it was. You know, back in the day, I know one of my friends, her, her dad, I mean, he, he just despises the Cowboys. <laughs> That's just kind of how we, we just despise the the Seahawks. And back then, I mean, those teams were stacked. I mean, both both sides, right? 49ers and, and Cowboys. And they made yeah. some some pretty awesome games. I mean, we'll watch some highlights on, on YouTube. It's pretty fun to watch. And there are some similarities between the the, the teams back then and, and today because both teams actually do have quite a bit of uh, stars on the team. So, and, and we'll get into it. Um, one last thing, the last time the 49ers faced the Cowboys in the playoffs was January 15th, 1995. Uh, and the 49ers, the 49ers won 38 to 28 and then went on to win the Super Bowl. So I think that must've been an NFC uh, championship game. So that was the last time they, they played, man. That's before Tony was born, man. Crazy. Okay, moving on to the latest news in terms of injuries and anything we might have picked up from the press conference. Um, I don't think there's any surprises in terms of the injuries. Did not practice. Uh, We had a couple not injury-related, actually three of them, Nick Bosa, veterans rest, along with Alex Mack and George Kittle. Trent Williams is the biggest name that we want to keep an eye on. He didn't practice because of his elbow, although Shanahan did say – that Williams felt better than he did uh, Sunday. And he kind of seems to expect Trent Williams to play. We're crossing our fingers there. I think that'll be key. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Mitchell didn't practice due to uh, his knee injury. Hopefully he's okay as well. Um, I don't know if there was any concern from Shanahan on that. But it, it's it's a light, from what I read, it's a light week of practice. I think today was their first time kind of practicing maybe full speed, and, and I don't know how much more they're going to do. I think it's mainly going to be resting. It makes sense. I mean, that game on Sunday was pretty brutal. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a fact. It finished kind of early. I mean, even if it went to overtime, I feel like the game was, was pretty quick, but I mean, still it was, it was a pretty uh, br- brutal game back and forth. And, and that's why the odds are stacked against the 49ers to, to make the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about it some more in one game at a time, right? But yeah. if the 49ers were to make the Super Bowl, I mean, they'd have to have three away games and, and potentially quite a bit of travel between them. So it, it'd be an amazing feat to accomplish. Um, and uh, back to the injury report, in terms of limited practice, there were several. Um, Al Shire, Jimmy G, Greenlaw, Marcel Harris, Kwaski Tart, Mitch Wisnowski. I also heard they brought in a few punters to to try out in case he's not he he's not ready to go. He got had a concussion. Um, Hufanga and Maurice Hurst, who I don't I don't think he's played in a long time. Yeah, uh, I don't, he, I don't but know, he was full so. practice actually. He was full practice. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, Trenton Cannon, did he return to practice or he was uh, removed from the IR list? I believe. Yeah, I think it was just he was re- 
turn. So he was activated uh, then, right? He along, was with, activated. along with Trey Sermon. Yeah, I, I like Trenton Cannon. Our special team sucks, and you know he did have a bad game, but he he also had the best returns, and he's a good gunner as well with his speed. Yeah, Sermon. Sermon I don't. I don't think we'll see him. I hope not. Well, they did activate him, so there's concerns there. Yes, he's fresh, but how much of the playbook does he yeah. understand? And that that's one thing I didn't mention last time about uh, KB. Um. But I so I remember him in the Super Bowl. I think he ran the wrong route, but he never seemed to really get a hold of the playbook, man. <laughs> oh, always, always sitting on my boy KB. <laughs> anyway, Cowboys, no major injuries, mostly limited practice. I think they're pretty healthy. Um, so anything else to add, Carlos? You, you said you saw Shanahan's press conference a bit. My my only concern from looking at the press conference, man, Shanahan looks really tired. Uh, you know, he he looked tired, uh, exhausted, I would say. And I think he, he may be coming down with the cold or he already has it because he was coughing a couple times early on in the press conference. And Dang. I, mean, I mean, I hope, you know, he's able to kind of like uh, measure himself because I, I know the coaches – you know, tend to spend long hours at the facility studying film and, you know, breaking down the game plan and everything. But, you know, I wouldn't want him to burn out or anything. But, you know, he he, he did look very tired, man. It better not be COVID. That's, that's better. like the one thing that I fear the most than any drink, other team. You better <laughs> drink some 7-Up, put on some Vaporub, and get get a cured but with an egg. <laughs> and then you'll man, be fine. Take a tequila shot. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously – you know, let's hope that uh, we stay away from COVID because that's the one thing that'll derail uh, our postseason faster than anything else. So yeah. yeah, I'm actually curious if there's any they put in any different protocols or or anything like that. I mean, well, they, yeah, they it, did it, already. It, I mean, right, no, but right. Uh, but especially like in the playoffs, right? You know, like as far as limiting the players from from contact, you know, maybe even from their family. I don't I don't know if they're, they'll take it that far, but something like that. Well, I mean, they're, they're, I guess all these press conferences, are, they're back to Zoom, right? So none of the media is allowed to be in person asking these questions. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, the players got to be smart about this. Uh, you know, they're in the postseason now. They, they can't yeah. start choking now with that. So, mm -hmm. But, yeah, our cornerback groups got it, you know, the week before the Rams. Hopefully they didn't spread it on to anyone else and – Anyway, let's not even talk about it anymore. <laughs> We're going to make it come to fruition. So let, let's talk about one of our favorite topics all year, the quarterback <laughs> position. Um, you know, like I said in the previous episode, I'm not going to shit on Jimmy G. You know, th this is his team in the playoffs. This is his last hurrah. He gave us one hell of a memorable game. You know, yes, he, he kind of put us in the position to where we were down 17 points, and the, but then the way he brought us back, you got to give him props. Uh, however, we are going to spit out facts here and, and not necessarily um, talk about them in a bad light. We're just going to present facts. But let's let's start with Jimmy G, uh, what we think we will see from Jimmy G in the playoffs. Uh, and you know what? Before we answer that question, let's go over his stats from yeah. the 2019 season. I think idea. that might be yeah. a good idea there. So. Against the Vikings, that was a divisional round. <clears throat> he was 11 of 19, 58% completion, 131 yards, a touchdown, and, and one interception. 
an ugly interception. I think there were, might have been one more that was maybe one dropped. Was, yeah. yeah. That, that, and that's and that's Jimmy G, right? That's just facts. He he will throw at least an interception, and he'll give you two more other opportunities. A lot of the time, one of them is not taken advantage of. That, that's that's how it went. Yeah, it was it was a pass directly to one of the Vikings linebackers. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 186 yards rushing as a team, and, and that was the end of that. Um, the Packers game, the NFC Championship. He was six of eight, so he only threw the ball eight <laughs> times. He did complete 75% of his passes for 77 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. A lot of the talk after 2019 was how Shanahan shut Jimmy G down after the Vikings game interception. And he started running the ball, and then he continued to do so with the, against the Packers. We racked up 285 yards rushing against them and blew him out of the water. Um, then the following uh, game, the Super Bowl, obviously, that we never want to remember, but we have to go over here. Uh, Jimmy G was 20 of 31, so we had to pass the ball more. 65% completion, not bad. 219 yards passing, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Um, very similar to his last couple of games, actually, this season. And of and course, one big miss to Sanders. Yeah, it was it was a big miss. Yeah, I mean the the uh, let's not let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Forget that um, Super Bowl. What else do we want to say here? Well, I think I mean, I mean yeah. those those stats tell you the story, and if you remember the games, they, they tell you the story, right? Like, yeah, um, against the Vikings, you know, he the the first interception was ugly. And then he almost threw a second one again right down the middle, you know, as it as um, as he usually does. So I guess to 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 answer your question, which Jimmy will we see? I think good Jimmy, bad Jimmy is meshed into. I mean, Jimmy is Jimmy. I think that's the best way you can put it. You're gonna see both, unfortunately. Um, I I think I prefer to see good Jimmy, but I mean, I'm done. Uh, and this is what I would catch myself. I would always think, okay, maybe finally now Jimmy G is going to put it all together and he's going to be that franchise quarterback and, you know, elite quarterback that we want him to be. And we're going to see good Jimmy like 90% of the time and only see bad Jimmy, you know, maybe 10% of the time. And I think that's what everybody's hoping for. Everybody's hoping that after the Rams game, you know, after he threw the picks, he came back and, you know, he, he did have that stellar, you know, what was it, 88-yard drive in 86 seconds or whatever that was. And you want to believe that's it. You know, he's he's finally, you know, over the over that, you know, hump or whatever you want to call it, and this is the Jimmy we're going to see now. But I think we've learned the hard way that, unfortunately, it's cyclic with Jimmy. I think we're going we're gonna to get the roller coaster that is Jimmy G. Um, and now it's going to be more of can our defense make up for it or can we get some lucky breaks to continue, you know, continue the ride? Yeah, I think to answer the question and for me in terms of which Jimmy G will see, I mean, I, I think we're going to continue to see the, the same uh, Jimmy G we saw in 2019 as far as postseason goes, which, you know, is mostly bad Jimmy, right? I mean, uh, he hasn't had a good postseason game 
in the Super Bowl, I think he, he started off pretty well on his way to maybe being the Super Bowl MVP, but just kind of choked towards the end and, and, and really choked, you know, with, with the throw to Sanders. But, I mean, look at the stats. In the Packers game, you know, maybe you don't really – I don't know if you could put that entirely on him, right? We were just able to run the ball like like a hot knife through butter on the Packers. So, I mean, it made sense, you know, why, why didn't he throw that game? I mean, they couldn't stop the run, so that make makes sense. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if we go and we play the Cowboys and, and Jimmy comes out, you know, the first half like he did the first half against the Rams. I mean, like Carlos says, just kind of who he is. We just gotta hope that on that roller coaster, the ups, the ups is is high, more higher than the I guess the lows, if that makes sense. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the thing, though, right? We we can't get the twenty nineteen. Jimmy G version of the playoffs here. We can't get that or else we are going to be either one and done or, or not, you know, not even with anything and anything else. Um, because of the, the Jimmy G of 2019, I, I don't remember at all him, you know, at, you know maybe you, we've blocked out the trauma from the Super Bowl, but I, I don't remember him playing well at all, even in the beginning no. of the Super Bowl. I mean, I remember it was, you know, Debo, was you know the main one that I thought, man, he could potentially be the Super Bowl of the MVP. Yeah. If, if we wouldn't have stopped giving it to him, or I, I don't. God damn it! You know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not get back into it. He, but what you're, I, but go ahead. The point, sorry, your the point I'm trying yeah. to make is that you know if we are going to see bad Jimmy G, then we're screwed. We can't yep. get we can't get 2019 Jimmy G. But, we need to get the Jimmy G from the second half or from the two minute on of the Rams game. The, the, that's the Jimmy G we need. We we need, right. but that's who he is. Like Pablo said, you know, this is this is Jimmy G's team in the playoffs, and you know, for for the ride. So it, it's going to be on on him. You know how far the 49ers can go. And, and the reason we can't have the Jimmy G from the playoffs in 2019 is because we don't have that defense anymore. Um, yes, our defense is a good defense, but our corners. We're susceptible to the pass, and, and yeah. that's where the, the Cowboys excel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I look at Jimmy G's last two games, okay, against Tennessee, not a good game for him. We, we feel like he single-handedly lost it, but the defense also couldn't get off on third down. Here are, here are his stats from Tennessee. 26 of 35, 74% completion. That's good. 322 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Not good, right? We we want I'll at least a Jimmy that, that, can, yeah. that can have a one-to-one ratio at least. <laughs> Against the Rams, 23 of 32, 72% completion, 316 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Those stats are almost identical, uh, but the plays he made against the Rams, the passes he made were some of his best. He, he had probably his best drive against the Rams yep. uh, when, when we were marching down to tie the game there. Yeah. So over, overall, those two games that he played, 638 yards passing, two touchdowns, but four interceptions. We can't have that. I like his high percent, his high completion percentage, uh, but I just don't like the, the the turnovers. If he can try to limit the turnovers, and I think Shanahan will. I'm hoping Shanahan goes like balls to the wall, run the ball, <laughs> unless you absolutely have to pass and, and try to, you know, keep Jimmy just, you know, limiting his him as much as possible. I think that's that's going to be key. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, something from, from watching the Shanahan press conference, uh, probably you bring up a, a, a good, I guess, a good point in terms of that, you know, I hope Shanahan runs it down their throats. And I think I, I, I disagree a little bit with Tony there in terms of um, that the team 
you know, will ride and fall with Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is a big part of the offense, but, you know, they ask Shanahan, you know, what what has changed in his mindset or how has he evolved as, as a, you know, uh, offensive play caller designing game plans. Because I pointed out when he was in Houston, at one point they had the number one uh, passing attack, but they had like the dead last running attack. And then in his second year there, they had like the number three passing attack, but the 17th rushing attack. You know, and then you fast forward and you get to San Francisco, and it's like we've just, we've been known as a, you know, bully power running football team and i think you know they asked you know shanahan why the change or what would what you know made you go back to that style of run you know is it because you're you know maybe you know because of his dad his dad you know the the, the good old and famous uh, mike shanahan his you know run block schemes and stuff zone blocking yeah he just said that uh given the personnel we have you know like debo and the running backs we have and the linemen we have you know, it's more suited for power running. Mm-hmm. And then also he thinks, you know, or he did say a big part of it that when you run the ball, you control the clock. It's less likely that you get called for a penalty when you're running the ball, in his opinion. And yeah. also, you know, you can't in- throw an interception. You can't, you know, have an interception when you're running the ball. Right. And I think, you know, it's, let's, you know, I think fumbles are less common than interceptions. So I think in everything he said there is basically, you know, uh, this offense needs to run through the running I, game through Mitchell, and we and we gotta, you know, I, limit Jimmy G. I see what you're trying to say, and I, I agree. You know, this this is a run first offense, but I I still think my statement is right, and is that we will go as far as you know as as well as you could say how not bad Jimmy G plays. You know how just how much he he doesn't play bad. Um. Because the, the run can only take us so far. If we fall behind, like we did against the Rams, you know, and we got to start passing. I mean, in the end, at the Rams game, it was it came down to Jimmy G, right? He he had to yeah. lead that final drive, and if he had failed, the 49ers would have lost. So that's why I'm saying is that in these games, since the playoffs are, it's a different animal. Like Paulo said in the last mm-hmm, episode, mm-hmm. It's, it might come down to the point where it's going to be on Jimmy G. And that's why I'm saying that we're going to go as far as he can take us, you know. And I hope the run game works, and I'm sure Shanahan will have something good schemed up for the Cowboys, but we might get into a situation situation where it's going to be on Jimmy G. More likely yeah. than not. I think you're both, you're both saying the same thing. You know, yes, we're going to get as far as Jimmy G will take us, but at the same time, Shanahan's going to try to limit Jimmy G's mistakes and and try to take the game out of his hands as much as possible. Yeah, I, I think uh, exactly that. That's what I'm, I think. If the running game is working, if we're right. you know control the clock and everything, then we're not even going to give Jimmy G an opportunity to mess it up. Like it, it, it's only if we have to come from behind, where you know Jimmy G will need to be a, a significant factor. Like he was against the Rams. But like I'm talking about, like Rodgers, Brady, and the other you know playoff NFC playoff um, contenders, you know that the offense you know runs through them. It's their passing game. It's them you know hitting Devontae Adams, hitting Gronk, or whatever. It's not right. going to be you know they're they're going to go through the run game first, like it is with the Niners. Right. We we have to play complementary football 
all phases of the game have to be clicking. Yes. Defense, offense, special teams, converting third downs, running the ball. And and we we can't depend on our quarterback as much as other teams is what Tony is saying. And if we do have to yeah. depend on the quarterback, yeah. that's where that's where the odds don't look so good for us. I, but I, I, will, I will go ahead. I would say I'll also say, you know, in, in just comparison this playoffs to the twenty nineteen I don't know if our, our run game is as lethal as it was then because we, we had Mostert. But, I mean, it's a little bit different now because you have D, Debo and Mitchell. kind of like a kind of like the combo, right? Yeah. But, I mean, in 2019, Mostert was just smoking everybody. It, it was – they could not stop him. Well, he can, he really came alive in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we can't say Mitchell is the next Mostert or better than Mostert, but I definitely think Mitchell is not the burner that Mostert is. He could but, run. But, He's good. But, but Mitch was definitely more of a lot more of a bruiser and he'll right. you know, mm-hmm. get yeah, yards I, after contact. But yeah. also isn't as healthy. Well, I guess well, most are always gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that, it's that's a combination. Gonna that's gonna the be combination of Debo and Mitchell, Tony, like you said, I think is what mm-hmm. kind of match try, matches uh Mostert's speed in, in a way and his explosiveness. Yeah. It, Mitchell's I, healthiness will be big too. That'll be huge. I do want to point out some positives for Jimmy here for a change, uh, you know, j- just to to get a little more more pumped up and excited about the game. I think, <laughs> again, that Ram that Rams game for Jimmy G, the way he drove us down the field, I don't feel like I, I actually started feeling some confidence uh, in that game on Jimmy G towards the end when we were trying to, you know, control. where we where we tied it and then in overtime, it felt like he was in control exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hadn't, I don't think I had felt that since 2017, mm-hmm. certainly not in the Super Bowl. He was, that's when he was at least in control. He seemed, um, <laughs> he seemed like he yeah, was since, shaking. Since, he was since shaking. the whole season, he was really like, I think yeah. he was very jittery and nervous. Exactly. And I, I don't know what. So, I, so I'm hoping he, he's got a renewed confidence. Um, we've also, so we saw him come from behind against the Rams. We, we saw him come from behind against the Vikings. He was also involved in drives that, that were like 95 yards or longer to position the team to win the game. We didn't always win, but he showed he could do that. So there's some mm-hmm. promises, some promising things there. And, of course, he does seem to convert more third downs than not. So I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he gives us a, the best performance. I, I want him to go out on a high note if he's not going to be our quarterback in the future. So I'm really cheering for him to – Right, man, he, to, he, to do he, well, go out with the Lombardi Trophy, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the vibe in the beginning of the Rams game, at least for me, was definitely man, get him the heck out of off the field. Like, you know, with his, you know, the, the fumble that he lost, it was, I guess you could say, it was a good play, but he has to protect the ball. And then that, you know, the, on that interception, you know, I was very, very, you know, just fired up after that. You know, seeing the highlights later, I saw okay, he got hit. But we just couldn't get anything going on offense, man. And then that, you know, where the ball slipped out of his hand when he was trying to throw a short screenplay to Kittle. Yeah. I was just ready to get to just, you know, get him out of here, man. Uh, but like, it was a complete 180 on that, you know, 88-yard drive. And then same thing um, in uh, in overtime. Yeah. Right. You know, he he did make critical third down plays to uh, Jawan Jennings. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're here. We're here talking about the first – Playoff game on exactly. the 49ers Triumvirate podcast. <laughs> He's giving that to us. 
So let's keep the conversation on quarterbacks. Um, there was a tweet that I caught today, uh, the NFL's top 10 quarterback 2021 performance. So in order from one to 10, of course, you got Brady, Rodgers, Herbert, Burrow, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Carr uh, at the end there. Um and I think most of these quarterbacks, if not all, all of them, but Herbert. Are yeah, everyone but Herbert. <laughs> and they should have been if it wasn't for their coach mm-hmm. not knowing all the rules and ways to get into the playoffs by simply getting the tie. But Exactly. I, I think he had to He had to have known a tie, tie got him in. But I don't mean sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they make these dumb mistakes, man. Yeah. They should have been in the playoffs. But So anyway, I think this shows that it's still very much a quarterback league. 100%. If you if you got a legit quarterback like this, you're you're most likely going to be in the playoffs, and that also goes to show the coaching job Shanahan has done and how different we are from a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really when you think about the 49ers, uh, you know, other teams and and just people in general think about Shanahan first and mm-hmm. foremost, and not like Rogers or Brady or. Um, so that's that's one thing to point out. Again, this is not necessarily shitting on Jimmy G. This is just what it is. Yep. Um, Tony, you got some yeah. quarterback rankings for us for the playoffs. Go ahead. Well, this this might shit on Jimmy G a little bit. Oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like Paulo said, a lot of those quarterbacks that, that were ranked in the you know top ten for the regular season are, are in the playoffs. So I, I made my own ranking of of what I thought you know the quarterbacks. You know where where they rank in the playoffs. I I didn't rank, however, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, and Jalen Hurts only because this is their first time making the playoffs. Um, but from the quarterbacks that have you know had postseason experience, this is how I rank them: is Brady one, Mahomes two, Rogers three, Allen four, Stafford five, Prescott six, Carr seven, Tannehill eight. You know, nine and ten, you could switch around, but I have Big Ben nine, you know, just because he's old, but he he does have a lot of experience. And man, big shout out to Mike Tomlin. He he's got in the Steelers, I think, in the playoffs like fifteen years in a row with some pretty bad teams in some years. And then I have Jimmy G ten. But I I mean I don't know. Do you, do you guys disagree with with having Jimmy G? Me having Jimmy G that low? Let me see. I would have Jimmy G. You know, I haven't watched much of the Steelers games. Uh, Big, Big Ben is old. That's why I said you could put maybe Jimmy G nine, just because Big Ben. He really, yeah. he, he's old. He's at the end of his career. I think so I that, would put him ahead of Big Ben, barely. But yeah, the rest of the quarterbacks definitely would be ahead of Jimmy G. Yeah, because at this point, Big Ben, he can't move in the pocket, and he's not. You know, I think he's easier to take down than he was before. Yeah. And, I mean, at least as from what we saw in the Rams game, right, Jimmy G is able to mm-hmm. move in the pocket, step up, and make a throw from time to time. But, I mean, just just kind of – I just want to – just for perspective, right? I mean, look yeah. how, how good of quarterbacks are in the playoffs. And even from the, the people I didn't rank, I would put Murray ahead of Jimmy G, Burrow ahead of yeah. Jimmy G, Mac Jones, everyone except maybe Jalen Hurts. I don't think I would put I don't Mac, know Jones Mac Jones and anymore. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Mac Jones, lately, the Patriots have been, have, haven't been playing well. I think Mac Jones had an ugly pick six, and now the, the limitations of Jimmy G are carrying over to Mac Jones where they haven't been able to hit anything deep or anything like that, so... And he's a rookie. I mean, yeah. yeah. So why, why I didn't rank them, but he, he might end up 
being a better quarterback than Jimmy G, but this is his first rookie season. And I think the Patriots still did a phenomenal job Crazy. getting a rookie and, and, and being in the playoffs. I mean. The other thing, too, that we didn't talk about that made me think right now as we're talking about rookies and everything is that, you know, yes, I, I you know Jimmy G's thumb is probably doing better than it was last week, but it's still very much, uh, it's, you know, not attached to any tendon or anything. So it's still, I think from what they say, it looks like it almost looks like his finger is floating in the middle of his hand or something. Really? That's crazy. It doesn't, cause, cause you couldn't tell he was hurt at all from the way he was throwing the ball. He was, he was mostly doing well. And again, you know, above seventy percent completion. So well, I guess my my concern is just my my concern. <laughs> that's true. It's just how, how easy or difficult is it for him to I mean, you know injure they, it further? To, they, they, yeah, not to they cause probably, more damage, but just yeah. to injure it where he you know that that where the pain killers don't work anymore and he can't grip the ball. Um, it's true. I mean, I I mean. I know after the season he he's gonna have surgery, so the injury is bad to to that point, right? To where where he needs surgery. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they're the doctors and you know the 49ers medical staff have a, have him on on some crazy stuff to where he probably can't even feel it. Yeah, and and at this point, we wouldn't want Trey Lance to come in with only two games of experience during the regular season and and the being you know, more than a game apart too. Yeah. Um, it's not a good time for him to get thrown in cold like that. And no, no first team reps. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's right. what my concern is that, you know, uh, Trey is a rookie unexperienced, you know, in each time he's made an appearance, he needs, you know, he a needs half. time, basically <laughs> a half to kind of settle in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, knock on wood. I hope Jimmy G, you know, is able to go out on top, but if something weird happens and he gets hurt, for the first time, Carlos doesn't want Trey Lance to come in. No, I'm not saying that I don't want him to come in, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm yeah, gonna be no, super, I know what ex- you mean. super excited if he does come in, but like the stakes are now much more higher for the rookie, right? Where everything's yep. magnified, and it's just mm-hmm. I don't feel that he was prepared well enough to do even to do no. the the job of a backup quarterback. In the sense of like, okay, you know, this is a must-win game, right? Like, go in there, back up, and and do your job right. as a backup quarterback. Right. Shanahan you know? wouldn't even put him in when the game was more out of hand or anything mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, that yeah. and more more reason to to want Trent Williams to be out there to protect Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, you know, embarrying something crazy happening against the Cowboys, like I'd still be excited to see Trey Lance, you know, be go out there. Uh, just because you know, I I'm really excited about his potential. Uh, but I uh, I think at this point though, um, just again with the lack of prepare, he's not he he's not getting the first team reps and everything he needs. Yeah. You know, to yeah. he he's not set up for success right now. That's the frustrating part. Yeah, even right. if he had first team reps this week, no, I, I would be way more nervous about him. Yeah, I mean, at least against the Rams game, he was splitting reps or he got some first team reps, right? Because Jimmy G, yeah, was still somewhat limited or whatever. So yeah, and it's a it's a different beast. Playoffs yeah. are they're different. So what are they saying around the uh, the NFL about the the Forty Niners, uh, Tony? What have you heard? I mean. It seems that a lot of a lot of people are are, are calling a 49ers uh, ups or upset over the Cowboys. Um, you know, Colin Cowherd, Shannon Sharp, 
you even bet six cases of, of dew with Skip Bayless. <laughs> I think he upped it to seven. He might have upped it to seven today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Shannon Sharp has a, a slight bias, right? You know. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he has a connection with, with Kyle Shanahan. And Skip Bayless, obviously, is a, a big Cowboys fan. I, know, I think he also doesn't like the Cowboys because of Skip Bayless. <laughs> yeah. so whoever's yeah. playing against them is going to cheer yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, Nick Wright also predicted the 49ers would win or, or says the 49ers will win. And um, and I guess it was reported Michael Irvin didn't like the, the matchup when he, when he heard that the Cowboys were going to play the 49ers. Beauty. Which, which isn't good. <clears throat> isn't good when your uh, team alumni are, are, are saying are, that. Are worried. <laughs> are worried, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy seeing all these, you know, national media shows and, you know, t- talking about the Niners and, and, you know, their matchup against the Cowboys and everything. But it's just weird because, you know, typically we're, we're, you know, we're not getting all this praise at all or anything. Um, so my concern is just I hope the 49ers don't you know, have confidence, but they don't smell themselves too much <laughs> where they stop studying or get overconfident. Like, I think they need to keep that underdog mentality and you know, be be the bully and, and just, you know, impose their will on the Cowboys and stuff. And, you know, like like I said, like, you know, statistically, all the numbers and everything will look, will look you know, more into more detail. You know, the Cowboys are at a, at a different level in terms of, you know, receivers and even the quarterback play. I think we can agree that Dak, you know, is a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love all this praise and, and you know, get the confidence. I think I, I believe and I trust this team and, and Shanahan having them ready. Uh, I think they appreciate uh, being in the playoffs because of how bad last year was, <clears throat> so I don't I don't think they'll take it lightly. And the fact that we're go we're we've been good on the road and we're going to have to be on the road unless somehow uh, the Eagles win several games here, uh, we'll be the underdogs all the, all the time. And um, so that that'll be that'll be awesome if we can be upsetting all these teams. So uh, I I like it. I think it's uh, it's more fun that way. I think it is a little more nerve wracking when you're the the favored team at home you're there's more like pressure. more pressure to perform right yeah more pressure yeah true true yeah I, I, just going off of that i've been enjoying all, all the 49er talk as well and i, I think it's just been kind of hilarious uh, more so of uh cowboy fans trying to to get get their people to not sell their tickets to 49ers fans <laughs> oh yeah um so i think the last time the 49ers played there there, there was a really good amount of uh yeah 49ers fans there so i'm, I'm expecting maybe nothing on the on the level of the rams game but you know maybe a good 30 percent, maybe 40 who knows but uh, there's going to be a lot of red in the in the stands for sure yeah i'm expecting that too it's going to be awesome so let's get into the cowboys the tail of the tape um i other than just not liking them and hoping them hoping they would lose i would never watched any games or really got too much into uh, details up until you know getting ready to record for this uh, podcast. So let's start by looking at their um, matchups throughout the regular season. Uh, they were 12 and five. It looks like the first game of the season against Tampa Bay, they lost uh, a close one, 31 to 29. Uh, and then they went on a one, two, three, four, what, five, six, six, six game win streak. They beat um, the Chargers, who I consider a legit team, they beat they beat the Eagles, who's who's also a good team uh, within the division. Um, 
week three. We had played them the previous week. week. Two, yeah. Yeah. Um, they beat the Panthers. At the time, the Panthers were playing well. So you got to give them credit for that. Then they beat the Giants, who sucked all, all, all season. Um, they beat Bill Belichick in overtime, the Patriots. That's another legit win. They beat the Vikings. Uh, lost to Denver. Killed Atlanta, 43-3. to Lost to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs actually held them to nine points. Um, that might have been the lowest uh, that they scored all season. I think you're um, right, yeah. They they lost to the Raiders in overtime. That was a so that, Thanksgiving. That was a good game. That was a good game. Um, they beat the Saints. The Saints may or may not have had their quarterback, but they're still a well-coached team. Uh, they beat the Washington football team. Uh, and and the Giants, uh, they swept them. Yeah, they lost to the Cardinals more recently, and they killed Philadelphia with uh, their B team. So overall, they, they beat some legit teams, uh, I got to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was pretty surprised, honestly. Like like you, Pablo, I hadn't, I hadn't really paid attention to the Cowboys. I mean, I don't really care for them. But, I mean, just from looking at their schedule – I mean, I'm not saying the 49ers, you know, be as many good teams, but I mean, they, they didn't really have that we, difficult. We beat difficult. the Rams twice. <laughs> we did. We did. I mean, they, yeah, but they, we also lost to see. We also lost to Seattle twice, and and the Cardinals yeah. B team. Yeah, and the Cowboys twice. They didn't have that difficult of a schedule, you know. Really looking at it, um, and they did lose. The teams they lost to were were better teams, you know. The Raiders, Chiefs, and and Bucks. Those are pretty good teams, and the Cardinals. Um, yeah. So, so you know, you could say it's comparable to the 49ers schedule, where there, there's some legit wins, but a lot of teams that well, actually aren't that it, good. They have a much easier division for sure. That too. That yeah. Too. The, the the NFC least, and I think that's where some of the rankings <laughs> and stats are, over, you know, overinflated. You know, like 51 points on the on the B team of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, 56 points on the on the Redskins. And then, we Atlanta. Atlanta. and then we and then you know football team. yeah and then 44 on the giants uh so i mean some of those stats are definitely in my opinion you know yeah they're, they're, dare i say fraudulent <laughs> you oh, could i mean geez. you can make an argument i guess whichever you, look at, <laughs> you, but. you know it's, it's it's hard to go on a four game win streak they went on a six game win streak yeah. i don't we didn't even go on a four game win streak all season so they're they're a legit team yeah uh, yeah. Are they as good as everyone's making them out to be? We're gonna find so. out. We're gonna find out. But but they're a legit team, uh, I would say. And then, um, well, actually, you know, I think they're a legit team. Do you agree with Carlos, Tony? Are, are you guys? I I think they're legit. I just don't think on on paper they're not they're not as good as they 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 seem on paper. Kind of like what Carlos said. But yeah, I think they're a well, playoff team. I think they they have a lot of superstars. It's not going to be an easy game. Uh, they they definitely have uh, the talent to to win. And yeah, because because here's the thing. I think um, the the Cowboys had like a one thousand yard rusher, um, but then if I remember hearing this correctly, I think Ezekiel Elliott, I think you know didn't break more than seventy five yards, <clears throat> like uh, like four four times or something. Where you know he he he's been like hot and cold. No, it's yeah, it's it's been a lot of uh, Tony Pollard. He he's had. A I'm really more good worried season. about Tony Pollard. Yeah. Yeah. he's coming off an injury though too. He was. Yeah. 
I think full practice. I was looking at their practice report. Yeah, they had him at FP, which is me. I think believe me, he's full practice. He, I'm way more worried at, about him. Yeah, he, I had him legit. In and he was money. He's got legit speed. He, he's uh, he's a burner. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, so, so uh, well, I guess there's some there. You know, it's just like Shannon Sharp was making the point with Skip Bayless. There, there's something then that's off with the with the team, or or what is it? Because <clears throat> Colin Cowherd, he he did his rankings. And, you know, the, the top, you know, there's 10 teams. Well, there's 14 teams in the playoffs. He did his top 10 teams. And uh, Colin Cowherd had the Niners ahead of the Cowboys and the Rams in his rankings. So what are we missing there? And then also, I think in the, the NFL.com, you know, playoff team power rankings, the Niners are ahead of the Cowboys. Um, and then on the ringer, the, the ringer.com, you know, website or, or, you know, you know, publication or whatever, they have the Cowboys, you know, fifth in the rankings and it's just, okay. You know, they're this, they're look at all these high scoring games, you know, a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver, you know, 4,000 yard passing quarterback. I think multi sack player, multi pick, um, CB. So why you know why aren't they like top five and and everywhere? I think there's also the media bias plays into. It. I think people just some people don't like the Cowboys or don't want to. Besides Skip Bayless, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good point though. They they they're not as high, you know, given their record and and all the superstars they have. They're they're maybe not not ranked as, well, as high as you would think, right? Yeah. Again, I think it's because of their division, right? They play <laughs> the Giants twice. They play the. Yep. You know the Eagles are, are a little bit of a better team, but the Washington football team, um, you know, not as good either. Mm-hmm. So and they, so they got some wins there, some easy wins for them. Um, I I don't know. Let, let's let's dive into some of these <laughs> statistics, and and we'll we'll be thinking about it because we're gonna get some score predictions here. We'll take a look at the odds from Vegas, and then of course the long-awaited game predictor metric, which is nine and eight. Uh, this season, what it what it thinks uh, might happen. <clears throat> so on total offense, you know, and actually one thing I wanted to say, um, I don't think the Cowboys have played a team like the Niners in terms of how physical we are on both offense and defense. Looking at their schedule, you know, I think the the Eagles might be the only team they do have a good defensive line and offensive line, but other than that. Um, that's where I feel like the Niners are are more in the unique situation here. Um, Match up well. We'll, well. we'll we'll get into it. Yeah. So let's get into it. Total offense rankings for the Niners were seventh overall in total yards per game, and thirteenth in points per game. Um, that breaks down to twelfth in passing yards per game and seventh in rushing yards per game. Now, Dallas, Dallas is the first ranked overall offense in both points per game and yards per game. Second in passing yards per game and ninth in rushing yards per game. So they're actually, their their rush attack is not as bad as it seems, at least statistically, um, to, to what you were saying, Carlos, about uh, Ezekiel. And then maybe because it's of Tony Pollard. <clears throat> On defense, 49ers are third in yards per game and ninth in points per game. 
We're seventh against the run and sixth against the pass. The sixth against the pass always surprises me, man. I think it's, and this is something we've talked about a few of mine. I feel like teams just haven't taken advantage, but if you get a legit coach and a good quarterback with the receivers, that's what we feared, right? So we got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Dallas and defense is 19th in yards per game. However, seventh in points per game. So they actually rank better than us in points per game. Um, and that's because they have an outstanding red zone defense. Um, they're 16th against the run and 20th against the pass. Turnover differential, te- differential. the Cowboys blow us out of the water. Um, the 40, I'll start with the 49ers. We're 23rd uh, at minus four. We have 20 takeaways and 24 giveaways. Um, you know, we improved over the last half of the season, but not a whole lot with Jimmy G throwing uh, four interceptions in the last couple of games he played. The Cowboys are first, plus 14 turnover differential. They've taken the ball 34 times. They've taken it away. They've given it away 20. So I think they still have given the the ball away quite a bit, but they've just taken it so many more times. Now, again, keep in mind that they were playing um, the the, uh, the The Giants, Giants, the 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 football football team. team. Yeah. Uh, and, and they played the Falcons. So, yeah, they played some some bad teams. But still, you, you know, we always say your record is who you are. So, you know, they, they're 12 and 5. They're a legit team. Um, Vegas has the Cowboys favored by three. And, and since they're at home, you, you kind of t- tend to call that a, a wash. Vegas doesn't really know. Yeah, they're calling it even, so to speak. Um, just giving them three points at home. Our GPM, on the other hand, I know uh, people aren't going to like this, but it's got the Cowboys winning by more than six points. Um, some of the highlights here, uh, the Cowboys are have better rankings or come out with better scores than uh, in every category except for head coach. So it's telling us that uh, Shanahan is a better head coach than McCarthy. I'm not surprised there. Um they're also the highest rated team we've played this season, according to our GPM. Uh, on offense, the Cowboys are good at both run and pass blocking. They have a good offensive coordinator. Um, and again, like I said already, first in passing and scoring, and they're great in the red zone on offense yeah. as well. Like I said, they, they have some superstars uh, they on have, offense. They, they uh, do. CeeDee yeah. Lamb and, and Amari Cooper, I mean, those are – as legit receivers as as it gets, and and Dak Prescott, you know, he he's a good quarterback. And I think they lost Michael Gallup to injury, but he was also a good uh, third receiver. Defensively, they're the best at takeaways. They've got good corners. Um, they're excellent in the red zone, like I said. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting matchup because the Niners are really good in the red zone on offense, but the Cowboys are really good on defense. So what's going to give there? Um, and they don't. They just don't allow many points to be scored. They're seventh overall points, even though they're a, they're very much a bend but don't break defense. So what that tells me is that we want to get some explosive plays where we're scoring from outside the red zone potentially. Uh, maybe some Debo um, yards after the catch, or yeah, because you're going to expect that to happen more more likely than than a deep pass from Jimmy G. And again, not shitting on him. That's just what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, those are facts. It's a fact. We don't throw deep very much with Jimmy G. That's You could look it up. 
and then special teams they have a much better special teams than us um, they're they're at the top in kick returns they have a, a really good punter uh, not such a good kicker or or punt returner but still our our special teams i thought they had a um, who's their kicker yeah Greg the legs, uh, Zerlane or whatever. Dan, but oh no, it's Dan Dan Bailey, I think, isn't it? No. Oh no, Greg Zerlane. Greg yeah, but he he's yeah. been choking recently. He's been choking. He's been choking. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Jones went on the radio yeah. and yeah. <laughs> said as much. Oh man. So we want to hold them to try to to attempt field goals and hope that they miss a few, um, for sure. So so that's that's the GPM. Any comments? Uh, surprises. No, I'm not surprised at all. That's what you know. Like I said, like on like Antonio is saying on paper, that's my expectation, right? Like they have the better quarterback. You know, they're at home. I hope the Niner fans infiltrate. Uh, but I mean, I think C.D. Lamb or Mari Cooper. You know, I mean, I I wouldn't you know say they're you know you know much better. You know, you can even make the argument that you can Debo or you know are are worthy. Uh, comparison to it may potentially be better, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like on on paper, right? You know, Zeke and Pollard sound nicer than than Mitchell and Wilson, um, and, and same thing defensively, right? And just because of all the points allow, all the points scored, the takeaways and everything, it makes right. them look like the fancier team. Yeah, statistically, they're the better team. Bottom line, yeah, uh, they, they are. They had a better season than the Forty ers uh, however. The 49ers, this is an interesting one. Since week eight, the 49ers have the amongst the best records uh, for teams in the playoffs. The 49ers are eight and three since week eight. The Packers, Buccaneers, and Eagles are seven and three. The Cowboys are seven and four. And the Rams are six and four. Hmm. So you can say that since the midpoint of the season, the 49ers have been the, the hottest team. And... Um, I mean, I, I agree with that. We still had some ugly losses there to the, again, the B team of the Cardinals and, and Seattle. The Titans game, you know, the Titans is a good team. We had them. It is what it is. But uh, other than that, mm-hmm. ever since Shanahan went back to the roots yep. of running the ball, we've been a, a much different team. No, I mean, you just look at it, though, right? When we, we beat the Rams twice. Yeah. They're, they're a playoff team. And you can say, well, we caught them at the right time because we caught them at the right times in week 10, and then we caught them at the wrong time. You can say week 18, and yep. both times handled. Um, the Jaguars beat them as you should have. The Vikings, that that was, you know, I think a, a pivotal, I think, moment in the season. Took yeah. care of business there. And the Bengals, that's a playoff team. And the Bengals are a playoff team. Took care of the Falcons. Had, had the Texans, you know, on the ropes, and we just – you know, the kind Titans. of gave it away. The Titans, sorry, yeah, yeah. And then again, you know, Trey Lance, you know, being a rookie, he still, you know, took care of business against the Texans. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you could say, and you know, I think a lot of people have said it that, you know, you could argue the 49ers are, are maybe the the most dangerous team going into the playoffs. I don't think you know a lot of teams wanted wanted to face them just because of uh, of the role they've been on and and how well we've been running the ball and and performing since week eight. You know, it's we they've been on a roll. They, they really have, and credit to Shanahan for for turning things around. Exactly. A few other stats to throw out there as well. Of course, these these favor and are biased towards the Niner team here. Uh, Akash Anavarathan had a few tweets that we'd like to share um, related to 
the Cowboys secondary, uh, Trayvon Diggs, he's allowed 425 yards after the catch. So that lines up well for our receivers, Debo, our, our running, even our running backs, right? But or even Ayuk and Jawan, they're, they're, they're and Juwan, physical, yeah. yeah. Kittle, Kittle, yeah. Kittle as well. So that that matches up well. Um, what was the other thing that I saw? Missed tackle percentage by linebackers. Uh, Keanu Neal from the Cowboys, 12.3%. He ranks third overall in missing tackles. Again, you know, we could target him in the run, target him in the short passing game as well. So that's a good matchup there. And to the point of who have the Cowboys played uh, since November, the quarterbacks that they've beaten have been Matt Ryan. He's a good quarterback, but on a really bad team. Yeah. Taysom Hill, Taylor Heineke twice, Mike Glennon, and, and Gardner Minshew. So they haven't really faced a, a top-flight quarterback uh, like the Niners have with uh, Burrow um, and Stafford twice. And Tannehill, you could throw Tannehill. Yeah, Tannehill's above average. Yeah, he's, he's, he's better he's than legit. these quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, he's legit. What else do we have here, uh, Carlos? You want to tell tell everyone what uh, Eric Davis said on Twitter, following <laughs> up a, a tweet from <laughs> Killian? Uh, just that uh, he, in short words, agrees with Tom Rathman saying that uh, the four ers are going to kick the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and I think that just comes down to even uh, if you guys are familiar or not with, with Shango from the Dallas Cowboys show or whatever. <laughs> I think the, the Cowboys, they're still very much, they're finesse. They're a, they're a finesse team. And I think the Niners are old school, you know, line up and we're going to, you know, punch you in the mouth and, and push you back. And, you know, I think that's where it comes down to. You know, the, the Niners are used to, you know, delivering the hits and, you know, t- laying the wood down. And I think that the, the Cowboys are more, you know, deep balls and, you know, fin- finessing their way into victory. So, you know. Well, let's get into it. We, we've heard yeah. the statistics. We've reviewed their wins and losses and their schedule. Uh, we saw what the GPM had to say. Yeah. Carlos, or let's start with Tony. Mm-hmm. What are your keys to victory? How can the 49ers take care of business? And and what's your score prediction? Let I guess I'll, let me just start off by saying that I, I really, really like this matchup for the 49ers just for that very specific Cocky. reason. For, just for that specific reason that, that Carlos said and, and some yeah. of their, their stats, right? You know, they, they take the ball away a lot, but they also give up a lot of yards, right? Like Paulo said, their defense is a lot of bend but don't break. And the 49ers, as we saw with the Rams, they're a very physical team, you know. And a keys of victory is to do what we did to the Rams, and we just need to run it, run it down their throats, you know. I, I think th- this offense, you know, as we've seen throughout the season, is it will it will be as successful as the run game is. And so, if we could run the ball successfully, then then I, I really think we could dominate the Cowboys. And, and I hope we do, and, and I hope it's not not a close game. But, you know, for, for offense, it's just run the ball well, you know, limit the turnovers, um, quick passes, screen passes, let Debo do his thing, let the playmakers do their things, Ayuk, Kittle, Juwan Jennings. Uh, defensively, um, just try to limit the big plays. The Cowboys do have very good receivers in, in Lamb and, and uh, Cooper. Um, and, and 
Prescott has a good arm, but it's going to be on the defensive line to, and the def- our defensive line has been very good against the run. I, I will say, so I, I feel like they they will do a good job of containing the run and uh, getting to Dak, uh, similar to to last week against the Rams. My score prediction is: I think the 49ers win 31 to 24. We take Dang. their soul. Dang, that's a close game too. But <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take it though. Oh yeah, for sure. Carlos, what you got? I don't want a close game. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if my, you know, emotionally, you know, physically, uh, physiologically, whatever you want to say, I, I can take it again. Um, but if, if we come out with the victory, it will be worth it, and, and that's what I'm predicting. I think the 49ers will win, uh, 23 to 13. Uh, as Bosa and the boys, you know, shut down the Cowboys, we get after them. You know, Zach better have a good game. Zach, Zach Prescott a few times, shut him, just shut him down, right? And we control the clock, control the game, and we do that by running it down their throats. That's what we have to do: is you know, run it down their throats, and really, um, as we've been saying, is just limit Jimmy G to what he does best, which is just you know, quick, quick throws and go off the play action pass. And by doing that, we limit the odds of Jimmy G making a mistake. So we have to win the turnover battle and just, you know, get to Dak. Um, what I would expect the Cowboys to be doing, I mean, I'm going to give their keys a victory here is, I mean, for them, they, they're going to have to, you know, sell out to stop the run and just and make Jimmy G, you know, throw to beat you. Yeah. So... But but in the end, it won't be on. It won't be enough. We'll live to fight another day, and we win twenty three to thirteen. Man, I think we got a trifecta going on here. Wow, oh, man, we're we're all on the same page, God man. Oh, you know, man. when it comes to the playoffs, like I like to say, it's a different beast. It's a it's a it's a next level. Um, to to hell with the statistics. It comes down to you know manning up, you know, each man for himself winning the battles and i just think we got the more physical team that wants it badly uh, we're battle tested uh we're the underdogs i feel in my gut like we can we can take out the cowboys so the only thing i'll add to the keys to victory i'm not going to say key to victories keys to victory for the cowboys at all um just for the 49ers the only thing i'll add is i think we need our defense to get us two turnovers fumble interception whatever it takes because looking at the Looking at what Jimmy G's been doing, I'm gonna give him that he's gonna throw two interceptions. Oh, <laughs> and we gotta equalize. Oh, we gotta equalize yes. the turnovers. We I really want to see our defense get two turnovers, and if we can do that, uh, and control the clock, play smash, uh, smash mouth football, we we can win this game. So I, I predict 24-17. Um, Niners win this one. So we'll see. Looking forward to it, yeah. man. They, they have a lot to prove, and they could do it in Jerry World, and it would be so sweet, man. It would be, it would be amazing to see them just go into Dallas and just dominate America's Can't wait, team. Man. Can't wait. Hell yeah, man. I hope we're doing another uh, episode, another playoff episode, seeing who the next matchup is. So we'll see. So talking about uh, the next matchup, let's talk a little bit about the, the rest of the playoff games. We've got two games on Saturday. Two games on Sunday, uh, actually three games on Sunday, including uh, the 49er game, and then one on Monday. Um, 
I want to get your thoughts. Saturday, Raiders, Bengals. Who do you think wins there? Bengals. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Bengals are very uh, hot and cold. I, I don't think they're consistent enough. I, I think the I think the Raiders win that one. Hell no! Come on. I know. I, 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 I think yourself. the Raiders. Yeah. That, one, that one's for our friend Albertsons. For Jesus. our friend Albertsons. For Albertsons. <laughs> well, you know we we gotta we gotta call out our friend Robert, who's a big Cowboy fan. Yep. Um, we can't wish luck to your team, though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll call you and and be respectful after the game. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I took the Bengals, Patriots, Bills. Carlos, what do you think? Oh, that one just because it's Bill Belichick. I think it's going to be the Patriots. Tony, mm, I think the last time the Bills. They they smell well. It wasn't it was, they beat them thirty three twenty one. So they're they're yeah. one and one against each other. They're playing at Buffalo, I believe, right? Yeah, I think the, the time the Patriots won was in that in the snow that game that was like yeah, it was snowing. It, it might, was hella windy. It might be the same weather conditions. I'm not sure. If it's the same weather conditions, I think the Patriots. But if it's not, if the you know if it allows for them to throw the ball more, I think the Bills will win. I think it'll come down to the, to the weather conditions. I'm I'm torn on this one because of because of the difference in philosophies by the teams or or perspective, right? We talked about it for the Niners and Cowboys, but the Bills have Josh Allen, a legit quarterback, and the Patriots have Mac Jones, who's a rookie, maybe average rookie, above average. So it's going to take the entire Patriots team and coaching staff to overcome the Bills and and their legit quarterback. Yeah, so that's why it's tough for me, you know. I believe in a legit quarterback, and I think the Bills will, will beat the Patriots, but I'm hoping that's not the case for, for our game. <laughs> that, no, that we can we can overcome um, a legit oh, quarterback Jimmy in the playoffs. We, we've done it Another... before, though. That's why, though, we've done it before. Yep. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know that the Patriots have without Tom Brady. So we'll see. All right, Eagles, Bucks. Excuse me. Salud, um, mi reina. Salud. <laughs> Eagles, Bucks. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. I want the Eagles to, uh, to go yeah, all the way to the, the NFC Championship. This is <laughs> this is my upset special. I think the my, the Eagles take out the Bucks. No, this is. I don't think oh, there's any way. Boys. Bucks are gonna win. If there's any upset, I, I would rather have it be in, in the in the next Sunday game coming after this one. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks. Will likely win, but I want the Eagles to win to to the NFC Championship. So, but don't underestimate the Eagles. I was when no. we played them, I was impressed by their uh, their line play. Um, so we'll see if they can get to Brady and and all that. So I don't know. Steelers Chiefs. I think this uh, one we're Chiefs. all gonna agree. The Chiefs. I'm calling the upset right here, man. Big Ben. <laughs> Takes out Mahomes. No. <laughs> I mean, that I, for our friend Brandon, I, maybe. That, was, that one's for Brandon, who, who's, I guess, deployed right now in the Navy, and I hope he. Hey, Brandon's the chief. Brandon's a chief. He is, <laughs> he is a chief. I, I hope he's out there staying safe. But this one's for you, Brandon. I'm calling the Steelers upset over the Chiefs, and Mahomes is out. Beauty. All right, and then Monday Cardinals Rams. I'm definitely. I hope for Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, yes, we supposedly own the Rams, but I don't want to take chances. I, I, I'd rather go against the Cardinals, who who always play as well. But I would want that. I would want mm. that smoke. I, I want. Yeah, I, this, I, this, 
The Rams, it, I just want to see them lose, and then the, like just like we've been waiting for for them to crumble and fall apart with all their f- trades and free agent signings and this and that. So, I'm I'm a little little torn on this one. The Cardinals have been playing really really poorly. That's why. Right. That's so why you want them to win. But man, I just I feel like we just own the Rams. So I, I think the Rams no. win this game. I, I I think the Rams beat the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are on their way out. One and done. I think the Cardinals win. I think the Rams win. Well, you know what? We're not gonna care if then if the 49ers lose, so true. Or at least we won't care as much. So the Niners better better freaking win, man. All right. It's been fun. Our first uh playoff episode. Uh this is the first year doing this podcast as well. You know, if the if the Niners do well, maybe we'll continue doing this. <laughs> next year and if they don't i, I don't know if we'll, to, <laughs> we'll be able to recover we'll see any final thoughts uh i mean I just it's been a really uh it's been a fun week i've enjoyed it a lot i've enjoyed looking at highlights and you know looking into all the statistics and and all the predictions and there's nothing truly nothing like like playoff football i'm, I'm really excited and like i said i'm excited for the matchup i think the 49ers match up well. I, I think they're they're going to come in hungry and they're they're going to do whatever they can to win. So I'm I'm excited. I really am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just don't don't want don't want this ride to end. I hope we can uh, live beyond this Sunday, not only physically in real life, but. <laughs> Shanahan did say we don't yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. But just to to continue on, man. Continue on one week at a time. You never, you never know. This is this, this could be the the start of another run. Um, and you know that that would be that would be pretty crazy. You never know. Man, yep. don't don't jinx it. <laughs> I guess what I'll say is it's it was an interesting season to say the least. Um, it almost feels like. Two you know, different we seasons. We, we, we earned it. Yeah, two different seasons. But it's surprising that we made it into the playoffs. Um, but we knew that if we could make it, we could be a dangerous team. Very different from 2019 where we won the division. We we had yeah. the... Uh, this is very different from even 2012, 13, yeah. 14, any of those. I think this is, this is like the, the best team, one of the best teams with such a bad record that we've had because we, yeah. we were so yeah. disappointing the first half. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of worries you a little bit. Is like, what the hell happened the first half, man? We we lost some pathetic ass games, even against the Cardinals B team. That's that's one of the ones that. And then the Titans, the way we lost. I mean, yeah, it was so bad, man. I just remember at one point I was like, man, I just I can't believe we suck again. And, and I remember, it, I think the first crucial game was really that Vikings game that we we you know fortunately we went to go see in person. That was awesome, but. Before that, it was just really like, damn, do we do we really suck again? You know? Yeah. It was it was de- depressing, but they turned it around. You know, Shanahan did it. Yeah, and and like I said, I think it's it was very different from other years that we've made the playoffs because you know we I personally myself I wasn't even looking at the power rankings throughout the year. No. And I know that other times with Harbaugh and oh, 19, yeah. we'd be looking at the power rankings and be like, ah, miss me with that bullshit. We should yeah. be higher. We didn't even look at them because we knew we were like out of the top 10. Or yeah. Uh, so it's just crazy to be in this situation and, and to see yeah. if we can make some noise. It's the first time we make it, you know, into the playoffs, not as a top team. 
you can yeah. argue all the other times we made it. Yeah, we were the number one or number two seed. I would, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, we were, we're definitely we were a top team. So it's it is interesting. And, uh, and the statistics, see. the statistics when we would look them up to work on the GPM, it always surprised me a little bit how high we'd be ranking on on offense and defense. Uh, it just didn't feel that way with with some of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess we'd have to look back, but I, I don't feel like we necessarily were blowing anyone out, right? It, it, they would be close games a lot of that time. So, man, that's this team likes to to you know take us to the brink of heart attack. So we'll see. <laughs> I hope that's not the case on Sunday. No. All right, guys. I'll be t- I'll be seeing you guys on Sunday. We got the flag football practice that we got to hurry up and finish early <laughs> so we can get back and have some carne asada, pollo asado. It should be uh, it should be can, awesome. If we can swallow it and stomach it with, with all the nerves, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Bring your puke bags in case we start throwing up all over the place from from nervousness and excitement. All right, man. For Anders Triumvirate Podcast, playoff episode, signing out. Peace. Peace. Peace.